Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Gospel Hobbies. Today is the first in a segment called Hot Takes. Hot Takes will probably be rather short episodes centered around a unique or slightly controversial idea loosely related to the gospel. Anyways, today's topic is on generational warfare. Generational warfare is a little harsh. A better word might be generational bickering. This is well categorized with statements like, Oh, you millennials, or this is so typical of boomers to do XYZ dumb thing. Those may sound like exaggerated examples, but if you listen, they tend to come up all the time in statements in and out of the church. Millennials aren't as faithful in this or this way. Boomers are too rigid in this or this way. Boomers ruined our economy and environment in this or this way. That's a much bigger example. I bet most of us would agree that generational infighting has always existed in some form. These days, we're used to people complaining about all the young kids on their phones. But if you go look back in, in the archives, you'll see people bemoaning all the young kids reading their books or reading their newspapers, not looking up at the world around them. I don't have the reference in front of me, but I've, I've even heard of the ancient philosophers complaining about the new kids being so into writing things down on their clay tablets and not remembering them in their, in their own minds. So if this has been a part of our culture always, why do I make such a point to point it out the way it exists today? There are many sociological explanations to why there might be tension between boomers and millennials, Gen X and Gen Z or whatever it is. What I want to do is posit a, what I believe is a unique interpretation. Most things I've borrowed. This is the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I just thought of myself. I'm sure it's inspired by somebody, but this was an idea that just came to me one day as I was thinking about why we fight so much, why we're so mad at our grandparents' generation or our parents' generation. I want to center around one scripture from the book of Malachi. It's very famous. It says in chapter 4, verse 6, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. I want to focus on the idea of turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers. My main question is, how can he turn our hearts to our fathers and vice versa, if we blame them for everything, if we're constantly fighting. I know that most of these comments are, aren't are always, or even frequently, particularly biting or, or cruel, but the slow buildup of all of these comments and all of these accusations starts to build brick by brick a wall, I believe, between us and past generations. And if we allow that to happen, then it'll be harder, if not impossible, for God to turn our hearts towards each other. This scripture is often used to explain temple work, which of course it aptly is. I believe it also can mean how we relate to each other, how our hearts are turned towards each other in our day-to-day -day life. Of course, I'm not saying we should ignore the problems we've inherited. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, Come, let us reason together. I believe we should be able to reason about what problems we've inherited or what problems we are creating and 
approach them together and without a spirit of blame. I think it is also useful to note what King Benjamin taught that even if we worked our whole lives in God's service, we would still be unprofitable servants because we're still less than the dust of the earth. We still always fall short of our own ideals. And that's just how it works. It doesn't have to get us down. It should simply be a check on our on our criticisms of others. Anyways, to recap, Malachi says that God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And the current generational bickering that we see, I believe, is Satan trying to turn us away from each other. And the main takeaway is that I personally try to be careful if I'm making a generalization of a generation before me or my current generation and one day how I will talk about the generation after me. And this is really good because it's really good practice for all sorts of groups. If you're like me, you probably cringe anytime you hear yourself or someone else start a sentence with, oh, well, atheists, dot, 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 or, oh, gay people, dot, dot, dot. I think that's a really easy way to say something false, is to make a very broad generalization about any group of people, any group of God's children. And I've never heard someone talk about how Malachi 4.6 could be related to how we talk about the people who came before us and the people who we live with. Anyways, I hope this was a unique viewpoint to you, and I hope that it helps you think a little bit differently about what it means to gather Israel and what it means to, to do family history and what it means to relate to each other. Anyways, these are really big topics, and this was one quick hot take. Thank you for listening to Gospel Hobbies, and I will see you next time.